What is up, everybody? This is an exciting day. For the past several months, our team has been dreaming and pitching and planning this idea of a podcast. Curated with you in mind, we wanted a new way to connect with you, especially in light of this pandemic, Ugh, which has caused a total lack of in-person hangs. Nobody wants to look at another screen, am I right? I am so over it. Here's what you can expect. A little bit of unprofessionalism. You know, it just comes with the youth minister territory. A lot of laughs, but that's just the shallow end. Every now and then, we will take a dive to the deep end and hear from staff and special guests on issues of spiritual growth, theology, a mix of all things faith and culture. For now, we're calling it the table. So this podcast is an invitation to pull up a seat and join the discussion on all things faith and culture. In a marriage of interview and conversational style, this podcast will be hosted by our team and special guests, and together we will work to bring scripture, the tablets, to the table, preparing a feast that will hopefully nourish your soul. Each episode is a full feast, an appetizer in the form of banter, conversation on relevant hot topics, a main course centered around unpacking scripture and theology, and finishing with a sweet treat of games or trivia. Who knows what Hoopy has up her sleeve? So this will be delivered to your inbox each week and will hopefully stream somewhere official in the nearest future. And you can hang out with our team, which speaking of our team, let me introduce you to us just in case you haven't had the absolute pleasure and privilege to get to know us yet. So meet Adam. He's the president of this here little club and he loves the Boston Red Sox and fishing and weird shirts and spends most of his time (laughs) bossing us all around. He also has a really cute new kid named Janie B. Then there's Kate. Kate loves everything and everyone. Seriously. If you know, you know. She loves tea, not coffee. Her puppy Mowgli and her new hubby Sean. Maybe in that order too. (laughs) Next up is the worship wonder himself, Mason Cavanis. He is a former rodeo clown, which is a skill that comes in oddly handy on a youth ministry staff. He'll be doing a lot of the producing and editing, but you'll hear him now and then too. Then of course, there's our favorite lad from across the sea, Derek Walker and Wood. He's our middle school director, but he also doubles as a woodworking machine and a hilarious dictionary of weird Irish phrases. He also has a wee lad, Henry, who is his for sure identical twin. And who could forget Hannah Hoops Defada? That's right, Defada. She got her a new last name this summer. She keeps us all laughing and helps bring our office fashion score out of the negatives. And then there's me, I'm Lee, and I can't wait to kick off this road show. Just a warning though, get me riled up and my Southern twang will flood the place. So that's our crew. We're the best of friends, usually, and also on staff together at Brentwood UMC in Brentwood, Tennessee. You won't hear us all, all the time, but you will hear from all of us some of the time. Each week, we're gonna gather around this here table. It's imaginary, you're sitting at it too, sometimes a special guest, and talk about all the things. We will jump into all the hot topics, complete a few challenges, jump on the latest TikTok trends, and we will walk through scripture and conversations together. We promise to be authentic, conversational, this is not a preaching hour, and mostly funny. So pull up a seat. Welcome to the table. Hey, it's Adam. Don't forget that our next in-person worship is going to be November the 1st. As always, registration required, and we can't wait to see you there. All 
right, guys. So for our appetizer today, I have a little question for us. If you were an esteemed and knowledgeable guest on a radio or a podcast show, what would you be known for? This cannot be like a job or education related. Like, for example, I couldn't say Bible knowledge or teenagers, but I could say amateur electrician. And so I asked Sean this, and he said he would be a professionally average gamer. Hmm. Oh, wow. Ooh, tough one. Hmm. Maybe like fashion. I'm pretty... I'm pretty fashion. I'm pretty fashion. And what would be what would be like a style tip for us? Mm. Hips. She's like, where do I begin? A style tip. <laughs> cheetah. Che- cheetah. Yeah. Hoops. Um, black always makes you look thinner. Okay. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And a front tuck in your shirt always is a good option. It's very flattering. Mm. All right, Derek. Front tuck. Yeah. Front tuck. Uh-huh. Front, front tuck, tuck, Derek. From here on out. Black Men front fashion, tuck. Not sure. I'm like the pro on, but a good hoop always makes your outfit look great. <laughs> oh, we know. For hoops. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It always dresses it up. Yeah. So. All right, Lee, what, what would you be an esteemed guest oh for? Can you come back to me? Yeah. Okay, because I am Mason, struggling. I know you're a rodeo clown, a painter, all these sorts of things. Like, what would you be invited onto a podcast for? Um, probably just to... Be the expert on just random movie facts. Okay. What's your favorite random movie fact? Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> well, when I say movie facts, you know, some people some people are, like, really good at just naming off who the quarterback is for whatever team or whatever. A little shout out to RJ there. Yeah. Yeah. I I do that with, like, movies. Maybe not so much anymore, but I... Uh, I just I remember. You know who all the movie things. quarterbacks. I know every single all movie quarterback movie and tight end <laughs> and all of the the linemen from the quarterback. Well, no, no, wait. From, what, from the movies. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Forrest Gump. So, oh, what's a fact Forrest from Forrest Gump? Uh, a fact from Forrest Gump is that um, it won Best Picture. In 1995. Oh, fact check. Who's fact checking here? Or it might be 96. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Thought you knew. You're an expert, Mason. I well, wait, no, no, no. I, did it win Best Picture? Oh dear. We're oh have to, dear. We're oh gosh. Have to okay. Get this. You're okay. not going to be this invited whole, to that. Like, <laughs> Maybe guys. not Maybe invited. A to different that. guest. Okay. <laughs> Walker and Wood. Besides wood making and teenagers. Wood making. Wood making. Yes. Um, you mill the wood. That's close enough. Uh, Irish folklore. Ooh. I don't know much, but I guess that... <laughs> you could have fooled everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, really you really could have. Could've. I really could have. I could have spouted off any information. Y'all believe it. We would. That's, yeah, that's so true. That is very can, true. Can you give us a little, like, tidbit, a little fun fact? A fun fact about Ireland? Uh, Irish fo- folklore. folklore. You are the expert. If you're, yeah. you're going to be a professional... Um... <laughs> Well, so so far, Hoops is the only one getting invited. Uh, yeah, to the sustained uh, podcast. That's, to that's a podcast. Um, did you know that there is, in fact, an Irish language, uh, also known as Gaelic? Ooh. Ooh. Can you, you speak it? Yeah. Sha means yes. Uh-huh. Neil means no. Slanche. Canas a would be how are you? Oh. Whoa. Say it slower. Canas a tattoo means. If I was to introduce myself, I would say Gia Ditch, Kanasatatu, Derek Asanandam. That sounded. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. He speaks another language and we didn't even know. Y'all didn't, didn't know, know that. Boom. 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 All right. Me and Derek Jeez. are being invited. We're invited back. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> besides, like, knowing what the best cheese dip in town is. Mm. Um, because I feel like that's a fact. That that's is good. Yeah, that's, that's, I would put you on my pad- podcast for yeah. that. Um, People need to know. I think mine would be, like, if you were... If you needed someone to come in, you know, like the code talkers with the Navajo language and they're like, (laughs) they have to like, they decoded it or whatever. I could decode like Southern phrases. So if you were having like a segment where you were like, you know, butter my biscuit, what does that mean? You know, I could like, I could um, interpret Southern language. Like, what'd you eat? That's just what did you eat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You she was madder it. than a wet hen. Madder than a wet hen. That's what my grandmother always said. I wouldn't spit on him if he was on fire. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Lee's also really good at DIY projects. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's true. That's like a low key. That's People really don't know kind. that about you. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so if Adam was invited, I'm gonna put this in here. Can't be baseball. Ugly shirts. Shirts. Farting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Strange shirts. Yeah, with, with hens scorpions. and lizards. Uh, yeah, chickens, okay. roosters. That, as the fashion icon over here. <laughs> you let her handle okay. the style. She went from an expert to an icon. <laughs> I didn't want to catch fast. that. Like, yeah, I'm just kidding. Roll fast. <laughs> uh, he wears awful shirts. Oh. I don't know. Would a front tuck help? Oh, yeah. <laughs> front tuck. A front tuck. He does tuck. sometimes like, wear he one. He does do a front tuck. I might, yeah. I might give him that. Yeah, yeah I'll give him that. Hey guys, this is Hannah. I just wanted to tell y'all to check out Bible Study every Wednesday. Middle school is over Zoom with me and Derek, and high school is in person with Adam and Kate. Um, high school is at six, and middle school is at seven. We hope to see you there. So let's get to the meat of episode two. Last week, and episode one, we talked about that we were going to be starting a series where we were going to be talking about spiritual disciplines, or better yet, spiritual practices. And we talked that there were three different kinds, as outlined by one of my favorite authors, a guy named Richard Foster, and he talks about three different categories of spiritual disciplines. We talk about inward, outward, and corporate. And we're going to walk through those. But this week, we're going to start with inward, and we're going to choose one of the inward disciplines that he highlights. And so our first discipline that we're going to talk about is study. Yay. Study. Yes. So yay. We, <laughs> yay. Do you, feel, do you feel yay about study? That's a great way to start. Like, yeah. <laughs> here's the word study and it's like, yes. Well, um, I, I feel like if we're talking about study, it's not the academic kind of study that we right. think of, you know? Mm-hmm. So. But it has that, I think, probably even especially for our students like study just has the connotation of academics and oh, so yeah, I mean, that's only studying they've done right? yeah like well and us too really besides studying like our environment and our, or our experiences it's like nose in a book got to take a test and so it's hard sometimes to transition from that mode of study to biblical study and this has the potential to be a really boring subject but the reality is we want you guys to know that we very much um, don't have this down. This is a discipline that all of us are still, a muscle we're all trying to um, strengthen mm-hmm. and flex. And, it, you know, we're not, we don't all claim to be great at it. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Derek, is your, um, when you hear study or Bible study, like what comes to mind for you? 
I, I think it's different than the study that we're used to in the sense that we're not like trying to earn a grade or we're not like, you know, studying for a test. Um, I think, you know, whenever I was in high school and thinking of the word study or even thinking of the task of going and studying, that just wasn't appealing. Um, and whenever I went to, to Bible college, I was kind of introduced to uh, the art of studying scripture. And we were introduced to um, two words, one called exegesis and one called, called hermeneutics, mm. which when hearing those, maybe want to throw up. But Say those again. Those are big words. Yeah, exegesis and hermeneutics. So exegesis, basically like I read the scripture what is it meant for that time and that place? Like, what is the context? context yeah, exactly. Right. What's the context that this is being written in? And then the hermeneutics is basically like, hey, me in the 20th, 20th century, like, how, how do I apply this to my life today? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, those are two different ways of kind of like my, my whole introduction in Bible college to, to biblical study um, and how I move forward with it. Yeah. Mm. I loved how you said it was an art and not like a science or not like something mm-hmm. that you know you go through these steps but it's an art of like okay like where you are and like you're studying the, all of these things and it's i don't know it's more fluid mm-hmm. than like studying for That's a great. test and answering one through ten this way or you know all the evens or all the odds it's it's more like a color and like a spectrum yeah and I, you bring up a great point because we, if we believe which we claim to we say out loud like this is the living word mm-hmm. of god the bible yeah. is the living word of god so what does that actually mean, like other than just a churchy phrase, is that we believe that like it still speaks and still moves and we are still a part of the narrative. And so when we look at it in context, like so we take a, a scripture in context and we see like, how does that narrative, what is God speaking to my life and what was God doing in that story and how do those things go together? together? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it does, it feels a little bit more fluid that way and less... Like Derek said, we we're studying this to get a grade, grade yeah. or to be a, a higher standard of, mm-hmm. fa- of faith. That, mm-hmm. that we just take that off the table, right? And I think that's probably how I understood reading the Bible for a long, long time. Is like get your prayer mat out and get out in the morning mm-hmm. and sit on your prayer mat and make memorize sure you, John three sixteen. Right? Make sure yes. you know the Lord's prayer. That was the first, and then you yeah. will be a good Christian. Right? Like, and right. then then you're a good Christian. And and so I would open Scripture and have no idea what I was. No idea what I was reading, didn't understand it, didn't even know how to begin to understand it um, and how to place it together. And so it can feel really overwhelming. Have you ever felt like that, Hoops? Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just feel like, like kind of like what you guys were saying is that, that stereotype that we have to get up and start our day. And I think that's a great habit. And that's what we, we would like and strive for. But it's this, we don't... Um, that pressure on us. We don't like deserve that or need that because that's not, God wants us to come to his word and to his, his like study in a different way. Mm -hmm. We, we can study through nature, through going on a walk, through music, um, through prayer. And yeah, there's just a lot of different ways that we can study God. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my biggest thing is I like to study through nature and being at the beach or going on a prayer walk. <laughs> yeah, and actually one of the inward disciplines is prayer. And so yes. I've thought a lot about how those two really go together. Um, yeah, because like you said, it can happen in the hallway at school as you notice something. Yeah. And how does that fit into the narrative of God's story? You know, right. it doesn't have to be, again, nose in a book. So right. um, 
we want to know its original meaning, we do believe that that's super, super important. We want to know what's happening in context. I think mm-hmm. one of the worst things, the most pervasive things we probably see in culture is that, you know, people pick and choose different lines of scripture to mm-hmm. fit their own mm-hmm. agendas and their own mm-hmm. narratives. And we can all admit, no matter what side of the table you're on right now, like election season, we're seeing yeah. that oh. everywhere, yes. you know? Um, and it, that is not the intention of scripture is to fit our agenda. Um, but we want to study it in context. We think that's important. And then like, what does that mean for us as believers and followers? Like now what is our role to take what we've learned or read or understand about history or culture in the Bible mm-hmm. and like actually apply it to our stories. Right. And I think it'll look different in different seasons over our lives too. And mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you know, this, this may be a biblical story that I heard in Sunday school growing up. And so, you know, as an adult, I'm thinking, okay, well, this is, I've heard the story, I've heard the story, but something that I've learned in studying scripture is that, um, and they talk about this in the book is repetition yes. and reading a text over and over again. And so, you know, I'm reading this text of this familiar story when I'm 15 years old mm-hmm. and I may get something from it then. And now I'm thinking about it, you know, in my late twenties and totally. it speaks to something that I'm walking through current in my life. So Absolutely. like something that I've learned in, in studying scripture is not like I start in Genesis and I work my way to Revelation. Then I say, okay, well, I've read the book. Right. I've read Done. the book, I, read the Bible. you know, I've completed it. And then I put it on a shelf. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's repetitively going back yes. and rereading and rereading. And like, that's what I love when I read my Bible. It's like, I have a highlighter and something that speaks out to me in that time. is like a highlighter or like, I just make a, a, a note or underline mm-hmm. something. And so whenever I go back, you know, whether it's a couple of years from now, I look back and say, okay, that meant something to me now. What else is speaking to me in this mm-hmm. text? Mm, that's totally. good. That's Absolutely. really good. I think repetition is so important. And you think about, I don't know if, I didn't, we didn't, there wasn't a huge emphasis on this, like growing up, but this idea of like memori- scripture memorization and there's oh. like drills at different churches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kids yeah. club. We had yeah. like the Bible kids club and that's every week you had to have like a certain amount of scripture memorized. Did you right. have the little, like the little cheats, you know, the little indexes, you know, in those yeah, Bibles yeah. that some have the little like sticky oh, yeah. oh, oh, the yeah. little tabs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we didn't really have that, but I think the heart the of the memorization drills. is the oh. repetition. It's not the like... The, the check box of like, oh, I can memorize this many, you know, mm-hmm. and as a kid, you're trying to just remember it all, but it's <laughs> so that it does come back in different mm-hmm. seasons and God uses it to speak to you. So mm-hmm. I think that's the heart of repetition. That's so good. Um, one of the other aspects I think is like concentration. And this goes with another one of the inward disciplines, which is meditation. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And I'm really excited about that one, but uh, this is a difficult aspect as someone who is diagnosed Mm -hmm. ADD, like I struggle to stay with it, not just on a day-to-day basis, but like a minute to minute Mm -hmm. (laughs) basis. Like I'm reading it and I'm like, okay, I'm lost. Jehoshaphat, like I'm not getting it. Um, So do y'all struggle in that area? Oh yeah. I, I don't know if I struggle with like the concentration. I think I struggle with like just the like one source. Like if I just have the Bible and just read it, like I like to hear other people's voices. And so mm-hmm. like commentaries or like people talking about it, like other pastors preaching on it. And so I can see their take and kind of look at it through a different lens other than my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if like, I guess that would mean that I'm, that I'm not really concentrated on just the word, um, mm-hmm. that I like other people like speak into it. Um, but I do think, I do believe that God speaks through other people. Um, and it's our way of discerning and concentrating of like what's, you know, you always back it with scripture. So you start mm-hmm. with scripture 
ask others and then come back straight to scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that kind of helps, you know, with um, the cherry picking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You can definitely see a trend in scripture. And then if someone's an outlier or someone's not like, you know, following in that trend, maybe you have to take a second look at what they're saying. Mm -hmm. I think you got to learn like what works for you. And uh, I say this to my middle schoolers all the time that, it, you uh, you know you may think that you need to sit down for 30 45 minutes an hour at a time no. but for you that's for some that's what they do and that works but for you then maybe that's not realistic like for me mm-hmm. i'm i'm looking more like nuggets i'm mm-hmm. looking at you know for right. me i struggle concentrating so if i get 15 minutes of really fruitful like good reading or good study then you know i'm happy with that mm-hmm. um and then i might get back later and i might have another 10 15 minutes you know I, rarely do i ever sit down you know for like 41 i don't really have the time at the minute to mm-hmm. sit down for an hour or have the the peace to be able to do that um so just even allowing yourself just to have 10 15 minutes here and there that mm-hmm. you don't have to read a whole book or you don't yeah. have to read like three chapters in a sitting mm-hmm. you know totally. it could be that you reflect on three two even hours Oh, yeah, for sure. And Kate, you kind of spoke to this, but like having a, you know, having other texts to guide you as you read, like you might pull apart one verse and just want to read like the history and the context, the culture, Mm -hmm. what's happening in the world with that one verse um, and and let it shape the rest of the text. So, yeah, you there's no there's no time time frame that you must fulfill um, to be a good Bible reader. I love taking like, like my favorite verse is like only a part of a verse. Mm. So it's uh, Esther 414. And, um, like the whole verse is like, and Mordecai said to Esther, duh, 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 but like the one, like the little bitty bit that I hold on to is maybe you were born for such a time as this. Mm. And it's not the whole verse, but it's a little, little snippet of it. Right. And so you don't even have to go a whole verse, but you have to know that story. Oh Yeah. To, for that verse to make sense, mm-hmm. you know, and that's again the danger of like, you know, picking apart things is to know the whole narrative. And I think that goes with like the other, another element, which is comprehension. Like one of the, some of the best advice I've gotten about Bible reading was picture these people as real people. Mm, like yeah. instead of this being this ancient narrative that you can make no sense of today, like really visualize them as real people with real feelings, um, real jobs, real see in color, yeah. walk and you know, yeah. need to take showers every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Just <laughs> real buckets of water. When we make them more human, more yeah, humanize yeah. them. Yeah. Cause they have feelings too. Like I always think about Mary, like what did Mary think about feel. when she was scared and pregnant? I always think about her. Right. You and, know? and that makes, I think the story, maybe what, seem stale on paper like seem a little bit more exciting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so that's one way um anything else on specifically like one thing i I thought about would would be interesting for for us as student ministers and i kind of guess a chance to be vulnerable um but thinking about um, when it comes to study in our jobs, we have got to, you know, we've got to study for a message or a series or, you know, something that's coming up. So um, I want us to, th- to think about study uh, for work versus mm-hmm. study oh, for personal. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. And, you know, it's totally different it's, for me. And this is kind of like church world, like when you're inside working in the church. Um, but 
so often much of our week is like I'm, I'm looking at my Bible and my Bible becomes a work tool. And so it's, it's preparing for Sunday night. But how does that, how do I balance that? Or how do I navigate that when I go home and I have my, my personal study? Yeah. Right. So that's the hardest thing. I don't think ministry. there's a formula. Or I don't think so, yeah. No. If you've got it, I want it. It is, yeah, that's really difficult. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we have to be out of the church or in our own realm to experience God. I have a totally different Bible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like... Like I have two separate Bibles for so like, like work. You just have to be... Like I know, Lee, you have your Bible study and that's like mm-hmm. where you yeah, get mm-hmm. filled up, you know? Um, I think you have to have that <laughs> being working in the church. It's sure. so hard to separate the two. It is really, really... That is such a good point. That is... That's really... So really I think hard. I think for like the students that are listening, like I think the sometimes we think that oh our youth ministers are somebody people that have got it all figured out and oh, have no. got you know their routine down and they're so disciplined and um, but the reality is that we struggle with this too and uh, um, yes. that we are <laughs> that there are times where I go days if not weeks without oh. um, without study yeah and if I'm honest that's that's you know what my life looks like at times and. Oh, and I would reiterate and affirm that 100%. Like, please never hear us that we have it all together, but don't even imagine that that's a reality because it's just not, and, like, we struggle too. And I I am, Herschel is so gifted in, like, understanding stories about Scripture and, like, so much more well-read than me for sure and just a better human in general. But he'll say (laughs) things, like, about a story in Scripture, and I'm like, did that happen? I had, you know, and I'm like, I've been in this gig for a long time. Like I've been a believer for a long time. I've been a leader in the church and I don't know that story. You know, yeah. like there, there are times when I'm completely humbled um, by how little I know. And I think that's the powerful thing about scripture is we don't come to the table and like become a better or more spiritual Christian. Like I feel like every time I'm in the text, I realize how much more desperately I need to be transformed yes. by, by God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the power of it. And also when we come to the table and we're looking to like, looking at the Bible as like a self-help, Ooh. I think that's a little bit dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if we're looking at it to, for the scripture to fit what we want to be, like what our agenda is for ourselves, like, you know, we want to be X, Y, Z. And oh, I, I want to hear how God can encourage me to be that person or whatever through scripture. I think the difference is is coming to the table and recognizing that the word of God is going to shape you and revolutionize your life, but it's going to do it to make you better mm-hmm. and wiser um, mm-hmm. and an expander of the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and for no other purpose mm-hmm. than that. Yes. Um, yeah, I love, um, we did in high school girls Bible study. Uh, we did Rachel Held Evans, and she's like, look, if you're going to come to the Bible looking for this, you're going to find, find it. You're going to find it, for mm-hmm. sure. Any, any sort of things you can find, and you can pick and choose what you want. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. come to the Bible with just an open mind and saying, okay, like, I want to be better and more closer to God and mm-hmm. this is how you approach things just in the very basic way like that's that's it that's all you have to have yeah mm-hmm. 100% it's a discipline of the heart it is that's what it is yeah. it's, and it's not a checklist and I have to remind myself of that mm-hmm. like because Derek mm-hmm. you said like we do this for work and I'm like wow I've done this for work but I have put no personal effort into this so I need to I need to do this I need to check that off so I can feel a little bit better about myself <laughs> as a mom or a wife or as a, just a human and then I'm like no it's not that like, so it goes to motive yeah it's about motive like you said it's of the heart mm-hmm. I think that's really good um, 
If nobody else has any other major points, I was just going to say maybe we could each share sort of what our, um, like if we're going to dig into a place in scripture, we're going to sit for a while. If there's a text that we kind of go to most often, what might it be? I think for me, Psalms is always a place that I yes. can land because it just runs the myriad yeah. of emotions. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. I go to like certain Psalms over and over again. And um, my great grandmother reads Psalms 91 every night before bed. Mm. And I love every time I'm with her, I open up her Bible just to see how touched and textured mm-hmm. it is. Mm. And that's just one like the Psalms remind me yeah. or they, you know, they just bring me comfort. Absolutely. Yeah. I think for me, it depends too. Sometimes, you know, in the, in the, in the season that I'm in, you know, like, like, if it's a period of like lament mm. or something, I, I kind of want to read scripture like and in, in the Psalms and hear like David echo mm. some of the things that I'm, that I'm feeling. Right. If it's kind of, you know, wisdom stuff that I'm looking for, then I turn to the wisdom literature or um, for me, most often it's kind of like, um, like challenges of Paul mm. and reading the letters and him like challenging the church. And I think of like what I'm reading recently in Ephesians about just the challenge to be light. Mm. Um, and especially right now, like in a world full of darkness, I yeah. find myself reading the letters of Paul being like, you know, number one, you're to be the salt and light of the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where I most likely land is the letters of Paul. Um, just because I know that Paul is, you know, human as human can be. And so not only can I dig into like what he says, but also dig into like, okay, this is what he is mirroring from Jesus and how can I do the same sort of thing? Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Well, that is all for, um, the meet for today. Next um, time, we're going to be talking about another inward discipline. Actually, a couple of them together. We're going to be talking about meditation, and we're going to be talking about fasting, which I'm so excited about. I Ooh. wanted to do fasting first. That's like a bad word for in the Christianese language. I feel like we don't talk about speaking in tongues. We don't talk about fasting, um, but we <laughs> are going to talk about it, and I'm really excited. I, I wanted to do it this week, but I didn't want to throw that out for the first one and scare everybody off. So um, come prepared to um, talk about a couple more inward disciplines with us, fasting and meditation. Hey y'all, this is Kate. And do you have like this crazy thing, like a basketball game or a play or something we can come see you rocking at being you? Let us know. We'd love to come see you and help support and cheer you on. Okay, uh, so for this week's uh, dessert, uh, Adam and I have something special, and it's special only in the sense of we haven't done this before, not in any other way. But uh, special. Um, and by the way, for those of you listening, Adam is here. He, however, just got back from the dentist, and he cannot talk. He's got a numb mouth. So he is here. Kind of drapey uh, on. <laughs> he's here holding uh, the thing we're going to use for this. Uh, dessert okay so what adam is holding for you guys are tongue twisters oh man and what y'all are gonna have to do is reach into the bowl and you can't like read it and then say it you have to reach in look at it and instantly read it Mm -hmm. so just like straight off the bat you just have to do it oh gosh i'm first yeah okay so hoops hoops is first and (laughs) make sure whenever you do this speak into the microphone so everybody can hear you Six sleek swans swam swiftly southwards. Okay, well that oh was. Oh my god! That should have been <laughs> <all> professional. 
<sighs> we might cir- we might circle back to Hannah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe you have to try to do it a little bit quicker. You okay. Can't, you can't go super slow. I, uh, that, that, did I go super slow? No. I'll try. You again. went moderately slow. The 33 thieves thought that they thrilled the throne throughout Thursday. Oh, my Ooh, God. Wow. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I win. Good well, we wow. just must be tongue so twister experts. Yeah, I oh struggled reading on a good day. So. I know. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, gosh. All right. Anything out loud? Let's see. A snake sneaks to seek a snack. <gasps> we are like t- whisper. Uh, where did you? Yeah. There's no this, pressure this, now. Yeah, what is this? Is Do you want to like, find wow. a different game? <laughs> like this at all there's no pressure right i feel like we should get adam to read a really one. leery leery rolls readily to the road oh my gosh a really <laughs> leery right, me, me again me that was again. really fun to read though yeah we might as well just keep going okay. Jeez. willie's real yes <laughs> <laughs> willie's real re- rear wheel <laughs> okay it says willie's real rear wheel Ooh. That's a hard one. Willie's rear, real weird. Yeah. <laughs> she just needed something other than an S. You yeah. Daddy's big S. bunny bubble by the blueberry bus. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> My Wait. thumb was covering. Read it again. Read it again. Betty's. <laughs> <laughs> Betty's big bunny bobbled by the blueberry bush. That's Betty. Funny. You said she the did bus. what by the bush? <laughs> Betty's big bunny bobbled. Oh, it bobbled. <laughs> bobbled. If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? <laughs> <laughs> if a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he Dang. <laughs> That's funny. A happy hippo hopped and hiccuped. Oh, that was uh-huh. short and sweet. That was easy. Man, is that, is that, is that what I got? Okay. Oh. One, One more. more. Here, Here I go. go. Here we go. Hoops, hoops okay. for round three. Okay. The big bug bit the little beetle. <laughs> the big bug bit the little beetle? <laughs> the big bug bit the little bit. beetle. Got it. <laughs> Okay, so the really hard one was everybody say it. Willie's real rear wheel. Willie's real rear, rear wheel. Ooh. Rear wheel. Willie's real rear real wheel. <laughs> Willie's a really rear wheel. That was good. That is our that appetizer so for this week. We hope you guys have enjoyed this second episode was, of our podcast. That was um, our dessert. You said appetizer. Oh, that was our dessert. You guys, <laughs> you guys know what I meant. All right. Well, um, we nailed that. That was uh, kind of yeah. Wow, that was timing. that was a lot easier than it should have been. Um, <laughs> that was fun. The last few challenges, though, I have failed miserably. So I'm well I'm thankful for one that I came out on top. Um, as we close out today, our wonderful episode two. Um, let's do what we always do. Let's just say one thing we each learned um, from the recording today. I'm starting. Okay. Y'all are good at tongue twisters <laughs> that's, the, that's the obvious you couldn't one. trick yeah. us which is why I wanted to go I learned that I need to wear black to seem more slim <laughs> and a front tuck is the way to go I was gonna say front tuck too oh uh, I will say so that proud. Derek knows another language that's true and that's pretty awesome I learned that Lee can pretty much understand any southerner or southern I mean, phrase you already knew so you already knew you already knew <laughs> yeah hmm Mason thinks that he is the best movie random no. factor of all time. <laughs> but couldn't give but us But then any when facts. he tried to give us random facts. Well, the he... thing is, is I, I gave, I, <laughs> I started, I messed up the premise. It's not that I know facts. It's that I can, I can recall like names and who, who was in what movie and things like that, oh, which okay. I guess is technically a fact, but. We'll yeah. let him it's redeem himself next week. Yeah. 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 Better luck next week. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Speaking of next week, we will see you then for episode three. If you've enjoyed To The Table, be sure to subscribe to keep up with us and to never miss an episode. Our hosts are Lee French, Adam Jones, Kate McKnight, Derek Walker, Hannah DeFada, and me, Mason Cavanis. Produced and recorded by Mason Cavanis and executive produced by Lee French. Mixed and edited by John Provost and music by Springkin. To The Table is a podcast from Brentwood United Methodist Church in Brentwood, Tennessee.